The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck. Like a rugged half-ton Tundra, workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design. The Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma, delivering trail-dominating power in captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. And with new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. And when you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Who ends up with six? This is BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM from BetQL. Chris Mack, Joe Ostrowski, Aaron Hawksworth with you here live coast to coast on the BetQL network and wherever you may be in the world on your Odyssey app. It's free. Download it today and take us with you. A-U-D-A-C-Y. And anything you missed during the show, you can download later uh, with the BetQL Daily podcast. Dave Sherapan joins us from out in Vegas, the sportsbook consigliere, uh, one hour from now. We'll play a little bit of Super Bowl trend or truth in the final hour before we get you our lightning bets as well. We continue our division-by-division NFL year in review with the NFC South in about 40 minutes. And dive back into Super Bowl 58 props with touchdown scores. What do we like in 20 minutes here on BetQL Daily, which you can watch on Twitch as well, twitch.tv slash BetQL, or on YouTube, NFL fantasy exec Corey Parson going to join us in just a moment. We'll talk to him about his favorite plays and leans for Super Bowl 58, maybe a little uh, college hoops as well as there's a big one in the Big Ten tonight, at least that one to talk about. A couple big losses last night as well. Kentucky falls again. Uh, New Mexico falls. Uh, but we didn't really dive into Debo Samuel uh, as much as I think we probably could have when we were talking about receiving props a couple minutes ago, Joe. Um, I know I said I like the under four and a half receiving. I, it sounds like you're leaning over because he has become increasingly a part of the offense. Um, but I, I kind of look back and say, hmm, since he came back from injury, is it more about volume or just hitting uh, hitting Debo at the right time, especially down in the red zone and around the goal line? 
I think there are Debo props that are appealing. Not sure if receptions or receiving yards are going to be a couple of them, but I do Mm -hmm. expect him to be popular because in that NFC championship game, that was a story all week. Is he going to go? If he goes, is he going to be a hundred percent? Is he going to be a decoy? Well, no, no chance. Like he was a big part of the offense, eight for 89, got a ton of targets in that game. And we know what we can do on the ground as well. So there are Debo props that I do like, but uh, as far as receptions, receiving yards, probably not, even though that number of 57 and a half will tempt you. Yeah. Uh, we'll get into touchdown score props as well, like I said, in just about 15, 20 minutes from now. But we got the NFL fantasy exec teed up. Corey Parson joins us here on BetQL Daily. Morning, Corey. How are you? And uh, some early thoughts on Super Bowl 58. What are you thinking uh, just 10 days out from the game now? What's up, everybody? How y'all doing this morning? Glad to be a part of the program. You know what I'm saying? All about 10 days out. I really haven't, you know, uh, spent too much time on it. Obviously, so it looked, took a look at the initial line and was like, that's interesting because I can gather that everybody's going to be on the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, you know, I talked to some people in Vegas. Some of the bigger bets are already coming on on the San Francisco 49ers, but that's just people with a lot of money to throw away. Could, you know, that necessarily mean that they're sharp or anything like that. But um, I'm still a good while away from it. But listen, if you read all the stuff on social media, the Kansas City Chiefs are going to win. And then Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift are going to get engaged. You know what I'm saying? So that's just what's out there. People keep calling me, asking me, is the NFL rigged? And I'm like, what the hell are y'all talking about? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's a lot going on with this. But I'm not really into it yet, but I'm never really going to see myself fading Big Red Andy Reid and my man Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, I mean, you're not alone there. I've never heard NFL rigged (laughs) so much. I got a text from my uncle last night about how the NFL's rigged. I'm like, there are things, but... No, they did not rig the Super Bowl. Okay, I we'll uh we'll talk before the Super Bowl about your specific picks. I'd imagine that once you get to the game, you have a big card. But let's talk yeah. in general. Like, what are some of your favorite bets? Uh, yesterday we were power ranking what we love to bet every single year. Like, I've always got an MVP bet. I always have an anthem bet. I've always got you know first song of the half t- of the halftime show, shortest touchdown stuff right. like that. I always end up betting. How about you? What what are some some bets that you you always have action on? You know, to close the year, I pretty have done the past couple of years. Knock on wood, I've done pretty well wagering on the Super Bowl. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, a couple of years ago, right off the start, I got a little bit of luck. As a matter of fact, it was the Niners and the Chiefs, on um, with Patrick Mahomes as anytime touchdown scorer. If you remember, there was a stop at the goal line. Bang came back. Patrick Mahomes gets a rushing touchdown. So that kind of set the day straight. Um, you know, the touchdown scorer pops now. Listen, a couple years ago, I did get a pretty uh, a pretty good tip, and I got the color of the shoes that Snoop Dogg would be wearing during the, that legendary halftime performance, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I hit that pretty good, you know what I mean? So hopefully I can get something like that, you know, through the grapevine again this year. I'm not the big real national anthem guy. I'll get a single game parlay. I'll hit some of the fun stuff, you know what I'm saying? But I try to keep it in between the white lines, but I'll get into it a little bit if I get a tip. But you know, we've been successful on Super Bowl Sunday. All right. I'm going to need you to text me if you find out what color no shoes Usher <laughs> is going to be wearing. Any intel? Like, what's your favorite Usher song? What do you think the first song should be? Well, I don't really. The first song is interesting. There's a couple different ways you can go. You know, I'm a big Usher Raymond guy. A little love in the club. You know what I'm saying? Hopefully we get some Jeezy. <laughs> Hopefully we get some, um, what's my hey, man named? Little John. Well. But obviously, you know, you make me want to leave the one I'm with. 
That's classic right there. I'll be in the car belting that joint. You make me want to leave the one I'm with, start a new relationship with you. This is how you do. Think about, you know, and then you go on. And I, I really get into it. You know what I'm saying? I'm a big halftime show guy. How about nice and slow? Like, oh, yeah. I love nice and slow. You know what I mean? Maybe a little bit, you know, too sensual for the Super Bowl crowd. You know what I'm saying? But um, definitely a little nice and slow. I can see that. A little yeah. You know what, what I mean? I can even have a good time up there. Oh, confessions. confessions? I, listen, I, well, let me not get too much information. <laughs> we'll Corey Parson at, in the stash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Corey Parson, NFL fantasy exec with us here on BetQL Daily. Get ready for Super Bowl 58. Let's pivot towards the NBA, Corey, and let's talk about yeah. what we saw last night. Mm. I, I I get it's early, and, and I'm gonna I'm gonna say that for another maybe throughout the rest of this road trip, right? Because this road trip set up well for Doc to maybe create some sort of change in the Bucks and the way they're gonna play defense. But you give up 119 to Portland, you get 25 from Dame in his homecoming, and it's still not enough. Um, is this team gonna be able to get it together down the stretch? No, this was a good one last night. I actually was on the Portland Trailblazers, so you know what I'm saying. Well, I had them I had them getting 10 and a half. They're a team that can hold their own at home. Sometimes they're, they're undervalued, particularly when they're home dogs. And Milwaukee is not great at covering spreads on the road. I didn't think they'd win the game outright. Obviously, you know what I mean. You talk about twenty-five. I threw I threw um some um Dame and some you know some like underdog prize picks, thinking that he was going to go off. You know what I'm saying? The revenge game factor didn't work out too much last night. And then Giannis wasn't that impressive either. Could take a little while to get it going. Um, is this an elite team in the Eastern Conference? I don't know. I'm starting to think less and less that the Milwaukee Bucks are. So um, you saw first round exit last year to the Miami Heat, that Heat culture. And then, you know, Giannis comes to the podium. Oh, it's not a failure. Yeah, I kind of think it was a failure. You know what I'm saying? And if that happens again this year, I could see a situation maybe where Dame would be in Milwaukee by itself. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if that's how you feel, if they're not elite, it's interesting because Philadelphia, they've now dropped four in a row. Uh, they're all the way down to the five spot. It's always been a Boston versus Milwaukee you know, conversation yeah. or these are the top two teams in the East. There's a big gap to everybody else. Well, if you don't think Milwaukee's you know, up there with Boston and the Boston's up there by themselves, like, do you think there's value elsewhere? Like, is there a team of the others, whether it's New York, Cleveland, you know, maybe Indiana, if they could ever stop anybody, where maybe one of those teams can make a deep run. Those are the three right there, and obviously you can't discount that heat culture because when you look at the top of the East, you talk about Boston, you talk about Milwaukee, you talk about Philadelphia, and then the playoffs start, and you'd be like, oh, I Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports 
center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. Oh, man. Well, he was just getting oh, wrong. Oh, 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 am I back yet? My bad. And so you're what back. I'll say you're is back. This. You're good. All right. Thanks yeah. a lot. What I'll say is this, though. Now, when you look at that initial three, right? Mm-hmm. Now, you got to start thinking, is this really a four? Have the Knicks pierce that group right there. Now, in action, you know, the Knicks have not played well this year versus Boston, versus Milwaukee, or versus Philadelphia. But this new-look Knicks team is probably the best bunch they've rolled out in years. So now you got to start to think, okay, maybe it's really a top four in the East, putting the Knicks in that mix. As far as the Cavaliers and and, and the Pacers, the Pacers don't play enough defense, but Ty Halliburton can win you, you know, a, a couple of games in a series. And we saw with the Cavs last year, I think when they get to the postseason, it's not gonna, it's not going to be pretty. All right, Corey, help me out here. 
the Lakers. Sure. We've seen LeBron's oh. face when Darvin Ham is uh, drawing up the plays. He seems like he's over it. They lost last night. Uh, now they are in Boston, 11 and a half point underdogs. I'm starting to wonder, is Darvin Ham going to finish out the season? What's going to happen with the Lakers? How are you approaching this? Because I'm tempted to just fade them and see how I do. <laughs> yeah, forward. see, that's that would be the the thing that everybody would tend to do. But I would actually go after the Lakers tonight. Uh, Boston not consistently covering those big spreads at home. 11, 11 and a half. Probably win the game by eight or nine is normally where they come in at. And then this is a Wednesday night. Well, Thursday, my bad. This is a Thursday night. There's no football on. You got one nationally televised basketball game. It features LeBron James versus the Boston Celtics. I think everybody's going to go hop on the favorite. This would be a good time to fade the public, come back with the, uh, with the Lakers, you know, maybe not to win the game outright, but they'll put up a good fight in this nationally televised spot, kind of primetime spot. They'll cover the 11 and a half, but um, the, the Celtics are clearly, at this point, a much better team. And, you know, you mentioned Darvin Ham, right? It's like nobody, when LeBron James' teams lose, it's like, okay, well, who can we blame besides LeBron James? Yeah. That, that's that's, that's it. it is. That's it. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. You never say, oh, it's, Le- it's LeBron James' fault. It's always Kevin Love's fault. It's somebody else's fault. You know what I mean? Yep. And LeBron yeah. is my man, but, you know, this, I mean, at some point, you know, this is getting old. Yeah, <laughs> you're exactly right. Corey Parson, NFL fantasy exec with us here on BetQL Daily. Let's pivot to college hoops. Kentucky loses at home again last night. Overtime, granted, to a decent Florida team, uh, but that's the Gators' first quad one victory. So I don't know if yeah. that really impresses anybody when you're looking at quality losses for Kentucky. Um, UConn, ugly win at home. Purdue, ugly win at home. Um, it doesn't feel like we yet still have a true powerhouse at the top of this thing. And then maybe a chance for Wisconsin on the road in the Big Ten to make some noise tonight. Yeah, it, 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 listen, there's, I, I still think that this is a – Listen, this is how you really, when you get ready, prepared for the tournament, and you got to really handicap the teams that can go on the road in conference and win. And that's starting to be few and far between. UConn was very good at that last year. They went on that run. So basically, I still think that teams like Kentucky, North Carolina will, will also be in the mix playing deep into the year this year. You know, teams like a team like a Houston playing in a very competitive Big 12, they've shown that they can go on the road in some hostile environments and win. But I'm not sure that hero ball, shoot a whole bunch of threes style, you know, you, you, you miss that in the tournament and that could happen. But tonight you got a chance in the Big 10, Wisconsin, going on the road to Nebraska. And when you look at a team like Wisconsin, this is a team that you could possibly see come March Madness time on that two or three line uh, in the NCAA tournament. And, you know, they should be able to go on the road tonight and get a win and possibly cover the spread. But the problem is I would that would put me these kind of wins would put me in the perfect position to fade that Big 10 team come tournament time. So I do think Wisconsin is a solid spot tonight laying one and a half on the road versus Nebraska, but you know, still that's going to be a Big 10 team that's probably going to be overseeded. Uh, we we don't have numbers on this, Corey, because we're a couple days out. But Saturday looks like if you haven't watched yeah. much college basketball yet, like clear the decks. Uh, you're going to yeah. want to see Duke, Duke, North Carolina, and then at night you've got Tennessee 
and Kentucky. Um, are there any sides or any teams that you like of of that group, or you think that you're gonna you're gonna be on in those uh, monster matchups? You know, listen, it's going to be a very interesting Saturday, kind of the first Saturday where we really get a chance to dive in and really um, see what's going on with some of these big conferences and some of these big matchups. Uh, you mentioned Duke, North Carolina. I still think North Carolina is a little bit more talented team, but I think Duke is going to be set up pretty well this year. I think you can see them, both uh, both teams, make a deep tournament run. So I do like uh, to give North Carolina the slightest of edges in, in, in that one right there. But when it comes to, you know, you just saw the Tar Heels, lose on the road in conference in a game that they were pretty much dominating. So um, this game, they get back at home. I think they get a good shot uh, to get a win. Tennessee and Kentucky is going to be uh, very good because both of these teams uh, had tough losses. Tennessee lost to a very – man. matter of fact, both of these teams lost to a very scrappy South Carolina team. South Carolina is like a JV Houston. Like, they don't have the talent, but they play the same kind of ball. Don't be surprised if that team advances and goes to the Sweet 16. So when you be you might be able to get a good number on that one right there. Um, but you know, as far as some of these big matchups this week, I'm gonna continue to look at that Big 12 conference, right? Because I think that's the best conference. And Houston goes on the road to Kansas. If Houston can go into Kansas and get a victory, then I think you would look at Houston as its possible team to have some early final four aspirations. A big Saturday coming up. Good stuff, Corey. As always, we appreciate it. At the Fantasy Exec on X. Catch them there. We'll catch up with you again next week, hopefully, and talk Super Bowl yeah. 58 specifically and maybe re rank our Usher songs and talk about Lil John props. I don't know. No doubt. Great, Lil John. great stuff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Super Bowl 58 props. We continue those conversations with touchdown scores next, right here on BetQL Daily. Christian McCaffrey, a pair of touchdowns in each of these last two games for the 49ers. What do we think about his touchdown props in Super Bowl 58, 10 days away? And anybody else in this game we like touchdown props on? We'll get into it in just a couple of minutes here alongside Joe and Aaron. I'm Chris. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM live coast to coast on the BetQL network. Don't forget you can watch twitch.tv slash BetQL in 20 minutes. We do our NFL year in review, this time focusing on the always exciting NFC South. In 40 minutes, Dave Sharapan from Vegas, the sportsbook consigliere, and we'll play some Super Bowl trend or truth, plus uh, some big bets coming in in the last 24 hours or so. That one hour away before we get you our lightning bets to wrap up the show. But Pro Football Writers Association of America released their end-of-season NFL awards yesterday. I don't think any of these are particularly surprising, but I'll rattle them off and we'll see what the gang thinks. Lamar Jackson, MVP, uh, CMC, Offensive Player of the Year, Miles Garrett, Defensive Player of the Year, Rookie of the Year, CJ Stroud, also Offensive Rookie of the Year, Defensive Rookie of the Year, his teammate, Will Anderson, Coach of the Year, also in Houston, D'Amico Ryan's Comeback Player of the Year, DeMar Hamlin. So... Joe, any of these absolutely knocking you over with shock or surprise? So when I first saw these listed on Pro Football Reference, I, I, my first thought was, wait, this looks right. Did they post this on accident? Did they accidentally post the results? Because as you quickly go through it, makes sense. That's going to happen. Massive favorite. Lamar's winning the MVP. McCaffrey's going to be your offensive player of the year. 
Garrett's going to be close with defensive player of the year, yeah. but I do expect it to be him. And the tiebreaker should be that Cleveland had a much better defense than the other uh, players that were in the running, like uh, Pittsburgh or um, at Dallas. Right. Um, so I think that would give it to Garrett, who we've been waiting to win that award for quite some time. Stroud, I expect to get the offensive uh, rookie like they have listed. Okay. The ones that I'm not sure about, Defensive rookie. They gave it to Will Anderson. Mm-hmm. Jalen Carter was a massive favorite almost the entire season. So where does it go in the end? The Texans were the hot team, you know, and sometimes that weighs heavier than it should. I don't know, Aaron, what do you think? Who's going to win the defensive I, rookie? You think it's going to be split I have here not thought it was going to be Jalen Carter. Uh, I do think mm-hmm. it'll be Will Anderson because of how bad the Eagles defense was down the stretch. And I think that'll factor into this. Yeah, they were terrible. Yeah. I, I mean, I, so this is my argument about guys who play really well on defenses that otherwise would be trash without them. Jalen Carter. <laughs> um T- I, I shouldn't say the Steelers' defense would be trash without T.J. Watt, but it's not nearly on the same level. Are you sure? Without T.J. Watt. Why yeah, not? Nah. We've seen the numbers without Watt. When he's off the field, they're terrible. One win. One <laughs> win in T.J. Watt's career without him in the lineup. They're not yeah. total trash only because you still have Cam Hayward, Minka Fitzpatrick, and now Joey Porter Jr., a part of the mix. Um, the Eagles' defense, conversely, just it was absolute garbage uh aside from Jalen Carter down the stretch uh that mm-hmm. would be the only one that I would have maybe a limited argument on those two in that hey think about what these defenses would be without those guys again to your point Joe we have the numbers on what the Steelers are without TJ Watt I think that makes him even more valuable I know it's not a most valuable defensive player award it's defensive player of the year but the numbers stack up pretty favorably. The actual stats, not the PFF numbers, in Watt's favor uh, over Miles Garrett. And yeah, Parsons is still a part of the conversation as well. Coach of the year, I, I have no problem with. I've been saying D'Amico Ryans for two months. So that, I mean, those are the only ones. I, I can't, I, I don't have a big problem with any of these other ones, Aaron. Texans? Yeah. Texans. Man, that's a lot of Texans. Right. It is. But I think I think that's indicative like of what we said the other day. When when you look at the teams that you feel good about despite losing in the playoffs, they're at the top of the list. Young team on the rise, all these weapons on both sides of the ball. New head coach comes in, helps put it all together. I, I, it's a lot of Texans, but I think that's indicative of what we think of the Texans for the next three, four, five years. Agreed, and I think they deserve it. Unless you're a voter and you, you're you putting pen to paper and thinking this is too many Texans, I suppose you could go the Jalen Carter route, but I still think it's deserved for those awards for the Texans. The one difference with huge favorite not winning, Stefanski. He was the big favorite yeah. at the end of the season, and, and we know that Houston went on the tear. They end up winning it. Everything fell right for them. Good job. Uh, out of them, and uh, they've got D'Amico Ryans. I my argument against Stefanski was this number's too high. I, I would not have a problem with Ryans winning the award. It would not surprise me at all. Um, as far as the odds, they I felt they were off base. We'll find out. I get the Stefanski case. 
they get the five seed in the AFC with four different quarterbacks, and then they actually found something for a month or so uh, with a guy off the street. So what Stefanski was able to pull off was pretty – it felt miraculous, really. Yeah, no, I, I can definitely see the Stefanski argument. I can, I'll, I, I know you won't, Joe, but I'll. And granted, after this weekend, although the voting took place before this weekend, I probably wouldn't listen yeah. to it either. The Dan Campbell argument, right? Like, okay, you can't ignore the, guy, the fact that the guy came in, took a three, you know, three wins Lions team, and two years later is in the NFC Championship game. But the voting Aaron didn't take place before that happened, so um, I don't know how much impact that has. The Stefanski case, that argument. Aside, odds aside, like you said, Joe, I wouldn't have placed a bet on it, but he went to the playoffs yeah. with Joe Flacco playing quarterback for the last month of the year. The coach of the year is, I don't have a strong opinion on, I think that could go to either one of those guys, really. I mean, it is hard yeah. to ignore what Dan Campbell did. D'Amico Ryans had an amazing season that no one was expecting a very very young team and then as you just mentioned uh Stefanski and Flacco nobody saw that coming all the adversity they faced and overcame so it's tough competition there McDaniel fell off like in this example they're giving the Lions award to the executive Brad Holmes Mm -hmm. I think that's how some of these awards are handled okay this Mm. team deserves some recognition let's give them this award or that award that's why I would be a little surprised if the Texans take home three big awards in coach, offensive rookie, That's fair. defensive rookie. Yeah, and, and I think D- Detroit does deserve an organizational recognition. You know, look at all the rookies mm-hmm. that had a huge impact for that team this year. As far as impact on next Sunday goes, Super Bowl 58, 10 days away. We've talked rushing props. We've talked receiving props. Uh, we'll get into mm-hmm. passing props tomorrow. Uh, in greater detail, but let's talk touchdown score props. There are, depending on what book you look at, but right now at BetMGM, there are three players who are favored to score an anytime touchdown. Christian McCaffrey, heavy favorite, minus 210. Isaiah Pacheco, minus 135. Travis Kelsey, minus 110. Uh, But again, at some books, you can find him even money. Um, Who do we like? Uh, Because... There's a couple different ways. Like I've, I keep saying it, and I'll, I'll sound like a broken record until we get there. Um, but I think this is a lower-scoring game. I said yesterday or the day before, four touchdowns maybe in this game. If there are four touchdowns in this game, all right, let's just use that as a theoretical number, and the three favorites each score at least one touchdown, you can either say, well, I like somebody for multiple touchdowns, like Aaron, you've mentioned CMC before, or I like a fourth different touchdown score. And then we start to run into... The plus money TD scores, Rasheed Rice, Debo, Kittle, Ayuk, Mahomes, mm-hmm. MVS uh, is six to one. So um, as far as TD scores, I know, again, Aaron, you've mentioned CMC for multiple touchdowns, but where else are you looking? Yeah, so starting on the Chiefs side, only three players for the Chiefs have scored in the playoffs. That's Pacheco, Kelsey, and Rasheed Rice. So Pacheco, if you do shop around, there is a minus uh, 120 out there. Two plus is five to one. He scored in all three playoff games, six of the last seven in the regular season. And of course, we all know the narrative that the Niners have struggled against the run. 182 yards on the ground that they gave up. Uh, to the Lions a week before that, 108 rushing to Aaron Jones. So uh, Pacheco minus 120 seems like a pretty good bet to me. 
of the three with odds as part of it, mm-hmm. Pacheco one twenty five, Kelsey you can, you can find plus money out there plus one hundred five, and Rice plus one forty. I had to bet one. I'd probably go Pacheco too, but you know the the value makes me think that Rice is a is a decent look. Mm-hmm. Rice Rice had more red zone targets this year than Kelsey, which is probably surprising to some people. In, in no. this big spot, are some of the no name receivers going to be involved? I would say no. Like we we could see it at the end. Mahomes was going away. He wasn't playing right with the with the guys that couldn't catch the ball during the regular season. I'm going where, where I've got some trust. It, and like we talked about Hardman not getting on the field and, and other guys, like they're just not getting the look. So that makes sense that those three are the only ones scoring touchdowns for Casey. Yeah, I, I, I do think there's a question about whether there's a Sky more this year, right? Like who's the one that's way yeah. down the board? Um, like an MVS who I mentioned at six to one, Watson's around six or seven to one, Jawan Jennings, six or seven to one. Um, Clyde Edwards Hilaire, we mentioned him yesterday, maybe vulturing one down near the goal line at six to one. Um, those are all ones to keep an eye on. But I, I tend to lean like you, Joe, with the favorites here. Debo is plus mm-hmm. 175 anytime. He hasn't had one in the playoffs, uh, in his last three games, actually. But after coming back from that injury in November, scored a touchdown in six of his next eight games. Um, Ayuk is plus 155 anytime. He's got two in his last four games. Uh, you mentioned Rasheed Rice, plus 125, 140, wherever you find him. Led the led the Chiefs in touchdowns, seven this year. Um, and he's got one in the playoffs as well. So I like each of those. And I, I don't mind. Tell me what you think about this, Joe. Parlaying some of these touchdown favorites, right? Like I parlay CMC and Pacheco, for example. I get plus 150, 160. I parlay CMC and Kelsey. I'm up almost to two to one. Um, if they're, if these, if these, if we really like the touchdowns to land in the hands of the known names or the favorites, I don't know if I hate the idea of putting something on one of those two, you know, touchdown score parlays. I love this Debo number. It yeah. doesn't make a lot of like Betham GM is the best one in the market by far. And I don't expect that to last it's probably going to come down a little bit it's plus one seventy five. You know, that's the same number as Kittle. It's a better number, meaning Ayuk is favored by more to get a touchdown at plus 155, best number I see. That doesn't make a lot of sense to me. This year, Debo has double the red zone targets of Ayuk. Mm. 18 for Debo, 9 for Ayuk. And then with Debo, you also have the threat of running the ball in as well. He had nine uh, red zone rushes this season. And so, I mean, I, the big game he had at NFC Championship, I think a lot of signs uh, point to Debo. So I love that. I'm, I'm getting almost two to one on Debo just to get into the end zone. That's pretty good. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering if we're going to see a surprise touchdown from like an MVS, Justin Watson, or a guy who only has two touchdowns this season. Noah Gray at nine to one. Do you think you know, he's been getting some looks? Yeah, I, I was I looking know. too. So you know who had a touchdown in the Super Bowl last year for Casey? Well, it's a good point. Both Tony and Sky Moore scored yeah. touchdowns in the fourth quarter. So it wouldn't surprise me which which one again, the trust, Mahomes trust of the other guys, not Kelsey, 
not Rice, which one does he trust? Are you falling? What's happening? Oh, I, yeah. Did you I, hit I the, just, my the chair thing just, underneath? I, I hit the lever on the chair, and I went, yeah. and all of a sudden I was down here. <laughs> and you could only see my nose and my eyes. Um, yeah. No, I, I, th- I think that's, that's kind of where I scour next now that we've worked our way through the names that we recognize in the favorites is who's the, mm-hmm. like you said, the Sky Moore or the Kadarius Tony touchdown. Is it, is it Watson? MVS. Is it MVS? Yeah. Um, Noah Gray is a good call. Six. Or, look, we, we've talked about Brock Purdy rushing attempts. I don't think they like the idea of running Purdy down near the goal line. But mm-hmm. if you get to a fourth and one or something on the goal line late in the game and you've tried everything else, you've, I don't know, you've tried Kittle uh, on a crosser, you've tried uh, Debo on a jet sweep, you've tried... I don't know, a fade to Ayuk. And you're like, man, we need a touchdown here um, because we're down six and there's two minutes left. Maybe a purdy, like, naked boot rollout or something. I don't know. Breaks breaks the pocket on a scramble from the eight-yard line or something. I'd go MVS 6-1, to one, played 83% of the snaps last week, highest percentage all season long. So uh, maybe a guy that Mahomes is trusting right now. Yeah, starting to trend in the right direction for him. It's BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Alongside Aaron Hawksworth and Joe Ostrowski, I'm Chris Mack. And coming up next, it wasn't pretty, but I think we're obligated since we're doing every division. Year in review on the NFC South next right here on BetQL Daily. Toxic group thing. I think a lot of people don't watch the film and it's boring so momentum I mean you see it all around the world so things get spun out of control and so sounds smart if somebody says it hey, maybe they know what they're talking about and there it goes it's a, it's a group think thing people get labels put on them they may get 17 chances I don't know it's the way it goes I just try to be objective this is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM from BetQL was that is that Arthur Smith talking about people getting too many chances? <laughs> what are right. they doing? Uh, sorry. Uh, agreed Dude. Steelers fan here. Chris Mack alongside Joe Ostrowski yeah. and Aaron Hawksworth. It's BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Arthur Smith was just a small part of the giant mess that was the NFC South this year. And we've been going division by division around the league with a year in review of of what we saw this season and what we expect next year from each team in these divisions. And so we've arrived uh, as much as you can arrive in the NFC South. One thing to consider real quick, guys, I'm going to mention off the top is the South divisions played each other this year. And the NFC South in particular was one of the softest schedules we've seen in years. And next year, Congratulations. You get the AFC West, Chiefs, Chargers, perhaps an improving Raiders team, and who knows what the Broncos will be, uh, and the NFC East. Okay, Cowboys and Eagles, coaches fighting for their careers. Giants and Commanders are what they are. But, I mean, it's, it doesn't get easier, is my point, the schedules for this division. And let's start with the division champs. By default, maybe, uh, but they still won, even if they wrapped up the regular season with a 9-0 win in Carolina to win the division. They still did win a playoff game uh, against the reeling Eagles. And they gave the Lions a 
little bit of a fight through three, three and a half quarters. And it's not going to cost them a ton, Joe, to bring back Baker Mayfield and Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. They've got some questions at linebacker. Um, They have to decide what to do with Levante David and Devin White, which if either of those two they want to bring back. But Vita Bay is still up front. I think their secondary improved a great deal throughout the back quarter of the season. Tampa's a a a nine-and-a-half win team going into the year next year. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how we didn't get to it the other day, but we do need to talk about Arthur Smith going to your team at some point. Do we have to? (laughs) Yes, I think we do have to. And uh, maybe you'd be surprised by my opinion on that one. Uh, As far as Tampa, like big picture, you look at it, and it's got to be – we were not supposed to win a playoff game. Nobody thought Todd Bowles was going to take that team to the divisional round of the playoffs. And yes, it was, uh, it worked out well for them catching the Eagles where they were just a complete dumpster fire and considering firing their head coach, they uh, did move on from both coordinators, but that is a win and a winning record in the regular season. You won a playoff game and you wonder, are they that far away? Why, why do you think it won't cost it that much for Mike Evans, though? I was curious about that. I, I think Mike Evans is at the point where it's like it's he wants to finish his career in Tampa or nowhere. Like, I, I don't see Mike Evans, for example, you know, he's won the rings. Um, he's in a spot where he knows he's valued. He's started to build a little bit of chemistry with Baker, maybe. As long as Mayfield's back, I could yeah. see him saying, okay, yeah, let's go year to year here because that kind of seems to be the formula now. And, you know, you don't, you don't have to go, you don't have to break the bank. It doesn't need to be a long-term deal where you're giving me, you know, 20 mil plus a year. Okay. Um, you know, they recovered. There was a stretch where they lost six of seven games. Uh, but, yeah, that's always the conversation with the Bucks. Are they bringing back this receiver? Are they bringing back that receiver? You know, at some point it might be a little bit too difficult for them to do. But, Aaron, you know, we'll, we'll get to this team in a minute. But staying in the division – while talking about the Baker resurgence, you have to point to that and say how much of it was Dave Canales, how much of it was the talent around the team getting in a different situation. But now he goes in the division to be a head coach elsewhere. Part of me is wondering what if it all tends to crumble as those receivers get a year older and, you know, that defense always has a difficult time uh, staying healthy for an entire season. Yeah, that is fascinating. I was, I just went on a deep dive on Dave Canales. Yeah. Didn't know he wrote a book about his dark past with porn addiction, alcoholism, and even cheated on his wife at his bachelor party. I'm in I am campus. like in shock. <laughs> right and he wrote about all of it and put it in. Put it out yeah. There, like, and Tony copy. Dungy did like uh, the intro or whatever. Um, I am just really I remember when he got the uh, job with the Seahawks I mean he's moved up pretty quickly but there was a Mm -hmm. lot of buzz around Dave Canales when he got that job and so I'm excited to see what can happen but you know obviously he's he's inheriting it it's a bit gonna be a big challenge but I think you're right like after hearing about this um, he's very religious now worked everything out with the marriage you know he's uh He's changed his ways. Isn't I don't know what Mike McDaniel's uh, past was, but didn't he admit he had a drinking problem and he, he oh, yeah. no longer drinks anymore? And yeah, so I think it's interesting. 
two guys, uh, you know, who have been kind of hot commodity coaches with that similar past. When did Tony Dungy become the Pope? Like, what I are just, we like, stuck? Get out of here. Like, b- before Aaron got into it, uh, I knew there had to be a, a religious element. Oh, he turned his life around. He did this. And, okay, okay. Now, oh, to, if Tony Dungy is signing off on you, that means you're a good person and you believe him. Okay. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah, he, I, he, I hear he, you. He gives oh. his blessing, and it's like, yeah. Yeah. You're, you're oh, okay. That, but- that means you're a good person. Right. Oh, yeah. brother. This no guy back- stinks. <laughs> He just picks and chooses who to hate or not hate. Yeah, he's Uh he's only like a bigot when it's convenient. Yeah, 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 there's that. (laughs) I love that Dave Canales porn addiction is now a search that I. (laughs) Well, that's not leaving the browser anytime soon. That's that's locked in now. Do a screenshot later, Jason Whitlock. Like, why am I getting all this? (laughs) Right. These targeted oh, ads. No. What? How? <laughs> this so, is what ESPN.com has come to. Are we expecting the Panthers to make a step forward and maybe the Bucks to take a step back? Is that what you're saying, Joe, that you might have your eye on? I'm considering. Okay, but. Okay, here's what I'm looking at. Atlanta lost a lot of close games last year. So. Will coaching be the difference? Was Arthur Smith that bad as whether a game manager or whatever? However, how he used the talent on that team. Um, I don't expect Tampa Bay to take another leap forward. I'll say that. Uh, They were the only team in the division that goes over the win total, which was six and a half. Everybody else goes under. It's like, where do you you believe? Yes, Bryce Young can't be worse. Okay. But it doesn't mean they're going to be a player in this division. New Orleans is just... Oh, God. New Orleans. They didn't have many opportunities. They had zero wins against playoff teams last year. Of the 14 playoff teams, they had zero of their wins uh, came from that group. Like, okay, Dennis Allen, Derek Carr. They're going to be 8-9 and nine or 9-8. Nine and eight. That's it's it's, what it's, it is. Derek you, you guys Carr, ever been to, can't. You guys ever been to Mardi Gras to see the, the water that settles in the gutters on Bourbon Street in the French Quarter? Ew. Mm-hmm. That's what the Saints new, have new become. New game. Stagnant. Stagnant. Forget that, that's what, that's what the Saints are. I want to play that game. <laughs> yeah. This whole division is just – I had to look it up <laughs> to make sure it's a word. Stagnancy. Everything's yeah. going to pretty much stay the same. And, look, in Tampa, that's that's okay. You went to the playoffs, right? You won. You were the best of a bad bunch. In New Orleans, it's just, well, yeah, we'll be there in the conversation. In Carolina, you, you would hope there's some improvement with a new head coach and your quarterback gets another year, but you got to fix your offensive line around him and find – some kind of pressure on the edge on defense and and another corner while you're at it. And in Atlanta, it's who the hell's your quarterback? Okay, we figured out the coach thing. We brought a guy back who we who a lot of people in the building liked when he was here and Raheem Morris. But now, who's the quarterback? Because we just spent a year just just languishing under Arthur Smith and Desmond Ritter. How's that for a power couple? Good God. Um, well, second only to probably Arthur Smith and Kenny Pickett next year. I, so it's just a whole bunch of meh. It, it's yeah. it, meh, the NFC South. Well, we talked to Brad Spielberger about this idea yesterday on the show. How much of an upgrade would it be that com- combo was a bad combo that they had over? Let's go to Heineke. Let's go to Ritter. Let's go to Heineke. Yeah. They both sucked. Um, it's the same dude. Didn't matter. 
But if you upgrade to Cousins, is that not significant? Are are they yeah. not in the conversation for the best team in this division? And Raheem Morris, he's going to have that that defense humming. They're going to be good there. And, you know, the big question is the off. They have weapons. They just don't have a quarterback or a guy that yeah. can coordinate the offense. If they can find that, mm. if, I would like the Falcons. That's a great point. Yeah, because I, they, I you're like right. They, they have the weapons, and if they manage the run game correctly, which will be a big question, like don't forget that B. John Robinson exists would be step one. You do have a couple <laughs> other guys that you can use, you know, Patterson in that sort of Debo role if you want to. You can line them up in the slot, line them up in the backfield, move them all around. Algier is a nice complimentary back to Bijan, I think. You've got Drake London as your wide receiver one, and you got a couple – Quality tight ends, good tight ends in Pitts and John U. Smith. So, like, you're right. If you find somebody who can utilize all those weapons, Joe, then you've got an offense, a legit offense in Atlanta. Because O'Connell wasn't trying to run the ball. And I think at this stage of Kirk's career, um, you know, having mm-hmm. someone like Bijan sort of take the pressure off him a little bit would also be a good idea. That would be an upgrade. And can Canales save Bryce Young's career? Like that's the other big thing. I, I don't know that they're going to enter our win total conversation or winning the division conversation. Probably not. But, I mean, that's what that hire is all about. Save us. We made this number yeah. one pick. Can, can you can you make him a, a quality quarterback in this league? Just looking at it, like trying to find some sort of trendy betting sort of angle. The best I could find was like fade these teams as a favorite. I mean, it's not going to be apples to apples. We know things change every year. But yeah. Tampa, three and three as a favorite. Atlanta three and eight ATS, New Orleans four eight and one ATS. Carolina did not exist as a favorite, but yeah, maybe that's that's the way to go. I think there's a there's a I want to see win totals too when they come out because somebody has to have nine wins in this division. Somebody will get there, <laughs> and if nobody's higher than eight and a half, then I'll, you know it's probably Tampa, maybe Atlanta, depending on the quarterback situation. BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, longtime Vegas odds maker. Another Yinzer on the show. Look at Dave Sherapan going to join us live from Vegas where they'll play Super Bowl 58 next right here on BetQL Daily. BetQL and BetMGM are bringing the big game in Las Vegas to you. Don't miss You Better You Bet and BetMGM Tonight, broadcasting live at Mandalay Bay in Sin City, leading up to the big game starting February 5th. 